Welcome in to Southeastern Fly. This is David Perry. Hey, thanks for stopping by. And uh, if you enjoy the podcast, follow us on your favorite app. If you don't enjoy the podcast, some, share it with somebody you don't like. So what's our topic today? Here we go. Let's talk about fish food and fly selection. So I want to kind of break this up today in seasons. So like a cycle of a season. Because if you if you take it in those in that context, in those chunks, in that order of the seasons, which is really going to start with months, but uh, you can also recycle information that way. What I mean by that is you can look at some of your old fishing reports. You can look at some other folks' old fishing reports that are out, out there online or uh, in the fly shops and that sort of thing and kind of get an idea of what it's going to look like for, let's say, you're going out in March. And if you can look back in those old, some of those older uh, fish reports and that sort of thing, you can find out what what the fish were doing two, three, four, five years ago. I can go all the way back to 2007 uh, on our guide trips and get fishing statuses, updates, flies, what the water looked like, all that. So you can probably do that in your area too. And you don't have to follow along per se and go exactly the route I go and fish exactly what I'm talking about because your water may vary. Uh, even, you know, frankly, your fish might vary as well what you fish for. But the same, uh, if you follow the same pattern, if you will, uh, you'll get an idea. You'll start forming an idea of what it is you need to do and how it is you need to go about looking at what fish are eating throughout certain times of the year. So that's the way that we're going to do it today. I uh, hope you can follow along. Uh, hopefully, I won't. Uh, I won't make it too complicated. I don't. I don't think. I think I try to keep things as simple as I can. But as we're doing that, just think about the food uh, in your season. So we'll start with the new year. We'll start in. I usually really start doing trips mid January. I'll take off December uh, and enjoy Christmas, and then it kind of takes me a minute to get going. Uh, not everybody wants to be out whenever whenever it's uh, you know twenty degrees outside and. The, the bottom of the boat's filled up with ice and that sort of thing. So I'm going to start right around what we call the shad kill. You've heard me talk about it a lot. You know that I like it and that sort of thing. So we're going to talk about that. And what we're doing is we're matching up the food. And this is a really good place to start. We're matching up the food uh, that fish are eating. So we're looking in the water and saying, all right, what's there that fish would be eating? Uh, Is it hoppers, crawdads, whatever. So Starting in about sometimes in January, somewhere around there, February, uh, that shad kill comes on in several rivers, and we start looking at looking at the shad coming through. So we're looking at colors of the shad, which is generally going to be white, white flies or slight silver in streamer patterns, a lot of times floating or in the midsection of the water column. Looking at those sizes, we're looking at the colors. But we're also looking at the action. So what action are these dead shad that are coming through the different dams? And they're popping up below dams, too. They're not just always coming out of the dam like we all think. I've seen them downriver just all of a sudden pop up, you know, 10, 15 miles down some of the rivers. So what are the fish eating in that particular section that you're that you're fishing or floating through? So that's that's the first thing. So that's kind of that's the pattern we're going to follow there. We're going to talk about. A little bit about colors, a little bit about sizes, a little bit about action. So as we get through that shad kill, it starts kind of peeling off. And the next thing up on a couple of the rivers are the buffalo runs. Uh, and buffalo is just it's a big old big carp. 
So what we're doing there is we're looking to see what's going on with the buffalo run. And those fish come up and they leave really quick. I mean, they'll be there one day and you won't, there'll be thousands of them one day and you won't be able to find one the next day. It's like they all rush up, do their business, and then rush off. But as they're doing that, the trout that are in these couple of rivers that I'm talking about, uh, they're looking for eggs. So they're eating those buffalo eggs. And you'll get sucker runs. You'll get all kinds of different runs in there and shad, skipjack, that sort of thing. But as we're, I'm just going to specifically talk about buffalo because they come in right around after the shad kill. So it almost falls off the shad kill and cranks up a buffalo run. Uh, which lasts maybe a week or so, but if you hit it, it's it's so good, so very good. And a lot of times we'll end up on pink, sometimes orange. Uh, and what you're doing is you'll you'll catch a buffalo every once in a while too, and it'll it'll spit out eggs and that sort of thing. And as we're looking at those, you're looking at, at shape, round, obviously most of the time, uh, and color. But more than more than anything else, you're looking at size. Oh, uh, and what what can I do about size? So now we're into both to egg fishing egg patterns, and mop flies seem to work there. Longer mop flies seem to work there, but they work more on the buffalo. It seems like than the trout. Uh, but believe me, a buffalo is fun to catch. Uh, if you wanted to go a streamer, they're busy laying those eggs, so they don't like any other fish coming around. Of course, especially something small like you know, like a little darter or something like that. And one of the things that we found, I don't know, this has been, gosh, I bet it's been, I bet it was in 2009, we found that the little, a little silver and black clouser, for whatever reason, really fired those buffalo up. And they would eat that silver and black clouser almost as soon as it hit the water. Uh, And that happened on down the river, one of the rivers, probably about 15 miles down. You could, I couldn't get them to eat up close to the dam or at the end of the, or beginning, the head of the run. But I could sure we could sure get them to eat down lower. Uh, so that's that's something that does, we don't fish down lower lower during the buffalo runs enough to really dial that in. But I found that interesting, and it's something that I don't know that I put it into the fishing report back then or not. But it's really really kind of an interesting thought. So as as, as I'm thinking through this this river, I hope you're thinking through your river as well. So next uh, they start stocking. So you'll you'll get off of the the shad kill the fish are growing they're now they've 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 had their eggs so they've had their breakfast now we're talking about stock there's some stocking going on about this time then we kind of switch over to maybe a, a tractor fly you know maybe i don't know just pick pick it a tractor fly some folks like to to pick trout chow type flies and we don't do that but you know brown is a good color trout chow's brown color so Anything brown works, uh, anything brown iridescent works pretty well for us. You know, you just got to get it to them, uh, get it in front of them. If you're wanting to fish on top during the spring here in all around Tennessee, probably Georgia, a lot in North Carolina during stock in stocked waters, and you want to fish on top, a lot of times a brown beetle will work, and then you just drop something brown off of it. So you've got everything covered. Don't forget about midges under under dams and uh, midges are pretty much everywhere. What am I saying? But, you know, you can, you can drop a midge off a, off a beetle. You can do stuff like that. And then you can kind of start picking up those fish that have been in there a while, plus stockers to keep you busy between those fish that we're looking for. So I was supposed to take a break right here, but I don't think I'm going to, I'm just going to say this. I'm going to keep this short and sweet or try to for all the folks um, that, that are supporting the podcast, 
it means a lot for y'all to do that. All the people that say hi on the river, I enjoyed talking to you. Although we all kind of look the same out there. We've all got on kind of the same clothes and that sort of thing. But everybody that says hi, I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of folks on the river, especially this year. Seems like folks are figuring out who I am and and we're talking and, and having good conversation. Uh, I usually try to remember to give a, a sticker out and that sort of thing just so that they can put it wherever they want to go with it. More and more folks are purchasing hats and T-shirts off the website. Uh, they're just going to southeasternfly.com. They're clicking on the store, and they're making the per- purchase. Every purchase helps to pay for all of this, uh, which is not a ton of money, but it does, doesn't have a budget to it. So I appreciate all the support. Really do. It means a ton. Uh, whenever I stop and think about it, it's, it's time-consuming sometimes, but and it's hard to think of um, – Hard to think of topics sometimes, but fortunately, I've got a lot of folks that that help with the topics. Remember, we've got the uh, podcast by Southeastern Fly on Facebook, that group. That's, that's a fine group of folks right there. Uh, if you haven't gotten in there, look into Facebook. And if you're on Facebook and just type in South, uh, podcast by Southeastern Fly, and you'll find it. And just uh, if you want to join, just just send us a join. Uh, click on the join button and it'll come to me. And if you got a picture in your in your uh profile anywhere of a fish uh you'll get right in that way i don't have to search too far so anyway like i said appreciate it and we're going to move on to spring summer and fall and and so the reason why we're talking about spring summer and fall right now is i'm grouping those all together uh you might as well include winter in there too and we're going to talk about midges just a minute a lot of these tailwaters have midges I've, i've seen midges on quote unquote tailwaters but i mean we we've been 50 miles downstream and we're still soon. So it's not just a tailwater per se thing. Heck, I've seen them in my front yard. What am I talking about? But midges are tough. Uh, they're pretty hardy little things. I mean, whenever you've got these huge uh, releases of water and huge rain events and you get out on the water, you still see midges coming off by, you know, the hundreds sometimes by the thousands probably. So, I think for trout fishing, if you're doing trout, if you're fishing for trout, this needs to be a staple. It needs it really midges need their own little fly box. And then you need the different sizes, different thicknesses, different colored beads, different colored bodies, that sort of thing. All that helps to have that in one fly box. And, and if you're dropping off, uh dropping off a, a midge off of another fly, like we talked about that beetle a while ago, but also you can drop it off a nymph as well. Uh, you still, you've got some things there as far as depth goes that you need to play with. But if you can, if you can look at these midges and find them and get a good look at them and try to dial in to me, dial in size first, not just length, but, but thickness and that sort of thing. And, and then colors, if you can figure that out, sometimes they're so small, it's tough to see what color they are, but keeping those in mind, those are kind of a staple Probably more here in Middle Tennessee, but I, I I know they're up in East Upper East Tennessee, down in Georgia, some too. I don't know much about Alabama. I haven't been down there too much. Uh, North Carolina for sure. So anyway, keep midges in mind. That's spring, summer, fall, and winter. Of course, you can you can always find something that'll eat them, and sometimes it's better than others. But uh, definitely, definitely, they need their own fly box, uh, and you need a, a lot of variation there. So next to be terrestrials is now we're now we're kind of coming into summer. We've uh, we've come from spring stocking, uh, buffalo run stocking in the springtime. Now we're into summer. Terrestrials is, pre- is a pretty good thing, and don't 
just think on top. Uh, I know that's the fun, most fun way to catch fish, but also think, you know, maybe mid-water column, sometimes all the way down on the bottom of the water column, in the water column. So how do I know when it's time to fish terrestrials? I'll go back and look at my fishing reports, uh, my notes. But also the other day I was, and this seems to happen at the gas station all the time. I was get, getting gas. This was Sunday. And I looked on the door of the Forerunner, and there were two grasshoppers on it. And I thought, okay, it's, it's time to start looking at hoppers. And I've been fishing them off and on, don't get me wrong. But, you know, it's just, they just, they'll show up. And it seems like, I say this all the time, but it seems like they're at the gas station. Maybe that's the only time I slow down very long and look. Uh, but but you'll find you'll find them if you, if you look you'll find them grass banks that sort of things again again now beetles are back in play because they're terrestrials as well uh, ladybugs we we've done a little bit of ladybugs uh, they're out some from time to time we've tried that that's not super super duper uh, productive but it's okay but so now we we've gone through terrestrials we're thinking about those so now I'm going into fall. Uh, and of course, everybody wants to fish the brown trout spawn, and it's fun to look at them and all that, and the bigger fish. But I try to fish those too much, those brown trout too much. But fishing down below the brown with egg patterns works, and I like to use that the egg uh, about two inches up the line, and then tie a hook off away from the egg, so we're we're hooking them in the cheek, not in the mouth, because man. Rainbow, especially, it seems like we'll just absolutely swallow an egg to uh and, and then you've got to you gotta make the decision. Is this something I would want to take home and eat? Which in my case, I don't really like them trout all that much. So I don't really do that. But or do I just cut the hook, try to salvage the egg, and uh and hope the fish lives. So if you're if you're doing the the uh the egg and then the hook a couple inches off. Uh, that was, and you're you're basically they're eating the egg, and then you're hitting them, and they're they're hooked on the outside of the mouth, so it doesn't they don't swallow that hook. If you're doing that, I think that's pretty productive as well. You know, and, and at that time also, I'm telling you, midges, midges and eggs go to bed together. So that's something really. I don't know why. Couldn't tell you why. I haven't thought through that, but but that's that's just kind of the way that we do it. So as you're thinking through your year. Again, in, in January, February-ish, we start with the shad kill. The buffalo run follows that up. They start stocking. We, we move into a tractor flies pretty heavy. Spring and summer, fall, winter, we're, we're really working with midges and that sort of thing. Then summer days, terrestrials, you can also drop a midge off terrestrials. Uh, and then if you're fishing the brown below the brown trout spawn, I want to be very clear about that because somebody will hear something different and want to raise a ruckus about it and you know keep that to yourself i'm i'm fishing we're fishing below them uh as much as you can again you have to figure out the size of the eggs you have to figure out the color of the eggs and that sort of thing but if if you've got good notes or can find a place with good notes or you have a friend that's been fishing a while uh you can always rely on them then then we're getting into kind of november december I take december off like i said enjoy the christmas season try not to do too much try to Try to keep myself from going crazy because I'm not doing a ton. Uh, we have some parties that we go to and that sort of thing. So that's fun. And, you know, it's always fun to buy people presents and order stuff online and 
pick out what what you what you think nobody else will buy you and wrap that put that under the tree. So, but anyway, you, you want to think through the foods of your seasons. So, what are your seasons like? Uh, what 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 are your rivers telling you? What is the what is the fish food in your rivers? And then model your fly selection after that. Checking those old fishing reports that's a good for clues. Uh, like I said, I can trend my reviews back to 2007, which is pretty good. And then we've got some notes as well. Uh, if you've got notes, use your own notes. Don't always listen to the internet. Uh, what's the latest, greatest fly? Although they're fun to tie. And, boy, there's some really talented people out there. It's amazing what some folks can do uh, with uh, with some feather and some thread and a metal hook. So that's definitely worth worth looking into. But don't always rely on those. A lot, some people tie uh, to, to show their ta- showcase their talents. Uh, and I like to say sometimes those flies catch people more than fish. But sometimes you'll hit on one. So I, I, I would say don't stop looking there. But don't always rely on what you think is going to be the, the biggest, latest, greatest, bestest uh, fly pattern with the, with the latest, greatest colors and all that. Again, lots of fun. Lots of talent. But now you're talking about dialing your, basically dialing in your fly selection to the food in your river, which is a little more. And I, I think we, we're going to have a couple episodes that come up where we we delve into this just a little bit. So, uh, so stay tuned to that. So anyway, again, appreciate y'all listening. Uh, appreciate all the support. That means a lot. Uh, and uh, I hope you get something out of these. These aren't easy. These where I just sit down and start talking. They're better where I just come off the river like I just did uh, because I'm a little more in a better frame of mind than trying to plan up for them and then hit them on a certain day, trying to get them out at least once a month and then an interview once a month as well. So that's our that's our plan for the rest of this year. We'll see if I can keep up with that pace. I think I can. But uh, you just listen to fish, food, and fly selection on Southeastern Fly. See you next time.